0: Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today on the show, I wanted to share a tale of friendship, tragic loss, and fossil bees, and give you an introduction to one of the most delightful paleo enthusiasts I've ever had the pleasure to know and collect with, Rene Savanaya. René and I enjoyed many years of waxing poetic about our shared love of paleontology and natural history. He was a mountain goat in the field stalking the hills in his signature red t-shirt. And he was tremendously knowledgeable and shared his love and delight in the natural world. And for many years, he was the chair of the White Rock and Surrey Naturalists, while I was the chair of the Vancouver Paleo Society. And together we would plan and often co-lead fossil field trips to some of the most wonderful outcrops in British Columbia and Washington State. Back in 2002, we were planning a very exciting round of field trips, so a wonderful field season, and I was also offered a fully paid trip to India with my friend Karen Lund to hike to the headwaters of the Ganges, a trip which I was to forego in favour of a hike up to the outcrops of the Cathedral Escarpment and Burgess Shale, and then to yummy Lower Jurassic and Lower Cretaceous Albion outcrops that you can access only by boat in Haidaguay. Renee and I had talked about walking in the shoes of Joseph Whitey. So Joseph was a GSE, a Geological Survey of Canada uh, paleontologist, chief paleontologist in Ottawa. And he published papers back in the late 1800s, describing the Jurassic and Cretaceous faunas of Skidigate Inlet and Haida Gwaii. And he spent much of his career, a significant portion, working out the fossil fauna of the Burgess Shale. He's the one that published first on the caris. so um, a worthy history. So combining these two sites within the same field season was a fitting homage and John Pham from the Van P. S, Vancouver Paleo Society, and Dan Bowen from the Vancouver Island Paleontological Society, VIPS, also did much of the planning for that Haida trip. So they too were inspired by White Eaves and also by the work of folks like James Richardson and George Dawson. Um whiteies Whiteys actually picked through their sample collections uh, to publish some of his finds. So as a whole, we were giddy with the prospect of the year ahead. Rene and I had planned to do both of those trips, but in the end, I had to give up the hike to the Burgess, and Rene never made it back to join me in Haida Gwaii. So in the days just before the official field trip to Burgess Shale, Rene did some solo hiking in the mountains and hills near Field, British Columbia. So he was excited to explore Wapton Mountain and Mount Field and Mount Stephen, ever mindful of collecting only with his camera. And as he walked through the hallowed ground, um, tracing the footsteps of folks like Joseph White and Charles Doolittle Walcott, he walked ground that should have been named La entrada de Dios, the gateway of God, for each of his footfalls, brought him closer to meeting the big man. So while a naturalist, René was also deeply religious and he held to the belief that once his days were done on this earth, he would be breaking bread in heaven above. So on July 28th, in 2002, René started with clear skies and a pack full of geology hammers and maps and chisels. And as the day wore on, the skies filled with rolling clouds and then thunder. Grey sheets of rain covered the landscape, and seeing the danger of being solo in darkening weather, he started back to his car. But he never made it. That afternoon, he was struck and killed by lightning. And it's a hugely tragic loss that telling you now still brings tears to my eyes. So I take heart that he lived and died doing what he loved most. And I got the news a few days later. Um, There was some um, controversy and misunderstanding about what had happened. First he was missing and then a body was found. And then it was finally reported what had happened. And I cried for the loss of a very great friend. So I'm sharing my memory of him with you so that you can remember him too. And share in the delight and loss of one of the loveliest men to ever walk our planet. So his years of teaching, he was a high school student, mentoring, encouragement, and generosity have helped shape natural science. And those who've gone on to make it their passion or career, or if if happily, both. And his name will not be forgotten to science. So his namesake um, is a lovely fossil bee from early Eocene deposits near Kilchina and he graciously donated that fossil to one of his former students. Um, Rolf Matthews, uh, once his student and then a SFU biology instructor, um, knew the importance of the specimen, as did Rene, so Rene donated it to SFU. And then Rolf showed that specimen to uh, Bruce Archibald, who was working up there at the time, freshly returned from Harvard, and he, together with Michael Engel, described René's bee in the Journal of Zoology. So their work is a lovely legacy to a wonderful man and a specimen from one of his favourite collecting sites, Kilchina. So it's a small road cut, it's a bit of the exposure of the cold water beds of the Princeton Group and it's one of several uh, basins in the Merritt region of South Central British Columbia. And Rene is also remembered in spirit by the British Columbia Paleo Alliance. So the Rene Savanaya Award uh, was established in 2003 and it's to honour those who've demonstrated outstanding service to the science of paleontology or to paleontological education in BC. So a very fitting tribute. And notable past recipients uh, are a veritable sort of who's who in the Pacific Northwest. So Graham Beard of Qualicum, uh, Charles Helm of Tumbler Ridge, Pat Trask in Courtney, uh, Rod Bartlett from Vancouver, um, Joe Haggart, Uh, from the island and i'll i'll do up a blog post um, to share with you and give you a link to it so you can read more about the award uh, in honor of Rene and to the recipients who have received it in his name and i'll also share a little bit more about that fossil bee specimen it's a very very impressive specimen so um, the first bee body fossil known from the Eocene Okanagan Highlands and indeed from Canada. So thank you for sharing Rene with me. I'll put some links on the Archaea blog for you and I hope you're having a super day I'll talk to you soon.